There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where it rains them, it pours them, it trickles them, it sleets them. If you just look up into the sky, things will fall into your lap. Yeah, you'll okay, be Okay, they really in. won't. You have to get them for this podcast. Sorry. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, there's like a drought of things, and we are the only irrigation. <laughs> exactly. exactly. When it rains, it things. <laughs> when you're here, your family. Wait. No, but um, no, not that one. Something else. Did you know, Molly Wood, that yeah. afternoons are the new rush hour? <laughs> Please help me understand <laughs> what the heck. So apparently, this is a Wall Street Journal article, afternoons are the new rush hour in the suburbs. Uh, it's because <gasps> there are enough people going back to work uh, that there's a morning rush hour. But everybody's kind of coming back home at a different time, and there's not enough people coming back home to really cause an evening rush hour, but all the people still working from home are all going out to run errands at the same time in the afternoon. This is, I am, I am 1 million percent with Subasa in the Discord who writes in all caps, mm-hmm. holy-ish, this is true. I didn't realize it until you said that. I have completely noticed this. This is not just the suburbs. It's like, I'm done. I'm kind of done with work around three. I might have a little break, like I'll maybe do some evening emails or something. But that three o'clock is like, okay, I'm just going to pop out to the store and get mm-hmm. some stuff for dinner. Mm-hmm. And everyone is out. And I'm like, what in the blue blazes is happening? I also did not realize this until I saw this Wall Street Journal article and then realized the same way. It was like, oh, oh. right. Last time I went out at like four it was packed on the road, like highways were jammed. I had to take surface streets, all that kind of stuff. I think it also shows the fact that most of us are done working at three. <laughs> or, you know, or, like, or if we're we don't not, really have because we're, or we're, we're not, we, but we we're need, time we shifting a little bit. Yeah, It's like, I'm toast. I need to I need to go do get out of here and come back to this later. Right. Yeah. And also I'm fooling myself. I'm n- never done at three because but you but you are. This is exactly the time when you know what it is. It's basically like coffee break time. Yeah, it's yep. siesta time, right? Right. Yeah. Running air in time. Oh, my God. That is amazing and so obnoxious. Oh, there's so many people. I'm yeah. still a little overwhelmed from traveling, as you can tell. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> Too many humans. Too many yeah. humans. It's um. Well, it's it's quite a change uh, to to go from every every you know everything seeming empty because everyone's in their house to mm-hmm. uh, all those people they didn't they didn't go away they were just hiding the whole time. But it is so I just am fascinated. I really can't get over this question of sort of like what would people do if they could design their own days? And it's right. sort of like they'd probably wake up and work for a while and then take a break and like put the dishes away and then they'd work and then around three they'd be like you know what I need some fresh air I'm just gonna like head to the grocery store, go get a coffee or drop off this package I've been meaning to mail all day. And then you come back and you make dinner and then maybe you'd work from like eight to nine. 
You the, know? Uh, the Wall Street Journal quotes uh, data from transportation analytics company Inrix that found in more than 40 of the 100 biggest U.S. metros, roads are more congested on weekday afternoons than they were pre-pandemic. Wow. The company compared car counts from the first half of April with those in January and February 2020 and then adjusted for seasonal variations to get the get the number. Afternoon vehicle trips in Tampa were up 105% from pre-pandemic levels. Yeah. Dang. That's a thing. Yeah. That, sir, is a th- especially the fact that we are all, we can all sort of recognize it. Like, yeah, yes. we got a lot of all caps responses in the Discord while we did this. So people are yeah. like, oh my, yes, yes, absolutely. Pretty much if it's all caps, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one I bring to you as both a thing and a, a bit of a PSA because mm. I've seen so many uh, ads for it and also just references to it. That I had to, and I was actually really happy to find that there was, in fact, an article titled, Is Omaze Legit? Because I know you've seen an ad for Omaze somewhere on social media or even heard TikToks where people talk about Omazes because evidently it is a total thing to enter these contests on this platform and try to win prizes. And then people are winning things big and small. So it's this online platform. It's contests. And also uh, it lets people donate to charitable causes so you can oh. donate and then be entered Maze. in a contest mm-hmm. uh so it's it's not a contest of skill it's no, a you definitely you not. donate to right. a charity and then you're entered in a drawing kind of situation like sweepstakey mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah gotcha yeah. but i think probably the reason it's so big is because like some of the the giveaways are like you could meet the rock or <laughs> You know, an opportunity to witness the Mars rover landing at a VIP event alongside Bill Nye. Live and the reason I bring it up as a thing is because it's sort of like, I felt like it came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, everybody was talking about it. And I was like, what the heck is this thing that The Rock is on? Like, I don't understand. Uh, I, I saw it in the the rundown here and didn't recognize the name. Then I saw the 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 scripty logo version. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've definitely seen that. Yeah. Absolutely. So according to citizenjournal.net, which helpfully wrote an article called Is Omaze Legit 2021 Guide? Mm -hmm. And by the way, also serves as a useful timestamp for Is This a Thing? Because it was written in March of this year, right about the time that we were all like, what is this thing? And why do I keep seeing it everywhere? Uh, They said, yeah, it's legit. It has some criticism. One of uh, the big critiques is that you... Only a little over 10th of your donations go toward the actual charity. So it's raised like 130% or $130 million. But in some cases, between 10 to 60% of the donation actually ends up going to charity. Omaze is like, yeah, but that's more than zero. Mm -hmm. So there's that. (laughs) So this is a company. It's a company. That runs contests that donates a portion of their proceeds to charity. Exactly. And then can reduce their tax burden. It's genius. Yeah. And then they... And helps charities. I'm not going to deny that part of it. Like oh, yeah. charities and get it money. it absolutely helps charities. Yeah. And some people get to meet The Rock. Or, or <laughs> apparently like a lady was on Trevor Noah. Which is charitable in and of itself. 
One man won a McLaren 570S sports car after wow. making a $25 donation. Like, this is exactly what America wants right now, which is, like, the ability to give to charity, but only if I can, like, win something because I'm really bored and oh I don't want to go you're shopping. so right. You're so right. It's like, I don't want to have to do anything hard to feel like I helped, but also yeah. I want to be rewarded for it. It's like It's like on steroids that whole thing yep. of like and it's like window shopping uh-huh. it's just got the whole shaboodle yeah do you, yep. you you don't get to decide who your charity is or do you i don't know i never yeah. used it but i'm totally going to now mm-hmm. <laughs> because no shame in my game i want to hang out with the rock no i just i mean it's really fascinating I just and I kept seeing it pop up, and then one day I went all the way through the the process, like, oh, maybe I will actually do this, and it because it's new experiences all the time. But then I thought it might be a scam, but then I decided, oh wait, it's a thing, because then I saw it thirty more times, like referenced in TikToks, and like somebody, you know, it's a thing when once once I heard somebody make a joke about how their Venmo is like their secret bank account because they keep forgetting to transfer money. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. And somebody on TikTok was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I keep thinking, you know, maybe I'll be a do-gooder and win an Omaze prize. And I was like, oh, it is a thing. So all Omaze donations go through the Charities Aid Foundation America. Mm -hmm. Uh, So all of your donations are tax deductible because it goes through them first. That too. Yeah. Uh, And if you win, you have to remove the amount of the thing you won from the value of your donation on your tax deduction. So if you donate a hundred dollars and you win (laughs) a $75 valued item, you can only deduct $25 from your taxes. So that guy that won the McLaren is deducting nothing from his taxes. Oh yeah. He's screwed. Yeah. He's he's paying taxes on his McLaren is what he's paying. What he's doing. Oh, a lot of taxes. Yes. Cause he will pay them at the price. He's selling the McLaren. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He is selling the McLaren. He's going to list himself on Omaze. (laughs) When we Hang were, out when with I, Cameron Diaz. Uh, at, at multiple places that I've worked in the past that ran giveaways, they always wrote cash equivalent into the rules for that very reason. I so just that, saw cash equivalent yeah. on this uh, on this. Because Himal- you, you call the people, you say, "Look, we'll give you the thing. Here's the tax implication, or we'll give you the money, withhold the taxes, and then you just keep the money." Right. And pe- most people are like, "Yeah, just give me the money, not the McLaren. That's fine." Poor Rich and poor producer Rich is stressed out at the idea of hanging out with The Rock. They tell you I what saw you The Rock about? one time. No, where'd you at, see The Rock? By my vet. My God, he got out he of a sports car and and went into a a place next door. Wow. And I was like, dude, that's the rock. If that's not The Rock, that's his body double. Like, how could it not be The Rock? Yeah, right. yeah exactly. I read a, an extremely, not to derail us, but I just couldn't get over this. I read this extremely depressing thing today about how apparently The Rock uh, accounts for just The Rock accounts for like 30% of all the Asian and Pacific Islander roles in Hollywood. <laughs> well, that tells you something, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, the man gets a lot of roles. Don't get me wrong, but 30%. Yeah, he works a lot. Yeah. He works a lot. 30% seems seems like maybe high. But that's a little ridiculous. A third, yeah. yes. The Rock accounts for a third of Hollywood's lead roles for Asians and Pacific Islanders. Lead roles. Okay. Lead okay. roles. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Not as anyway. bad when you narrow it to lead roles, but still. But still. Um, not great. Not yeah. great. Hey, uh, the new BTS single comes out this evening. Oh, hey. Settle in, friend. <laughs> Butter. 
It's going to be amazing. Uh, <laughs> Dynamite was a big hit last year. This is the this is the BTS hit of the summer. I'm just telling you that yeah, ahead of time. It's going to be huge. Yeah, I don't doubt this. That is not my thing, though. My other thing is uh, I'm, I've got a process here. I noticed, you know, multiple references to something like The Economist did something about the history of pineapple on pizza. Mm-hmm, I heard other mm-hmm. people talking about pineapple. So I did a Google search in Google News. This is one of my tests. I'm like, yes, me too. Are oh, there amazing. pineapple stories or is this just me noticing a thing? Lots of pineapple stories. None of mm-hmm. them about the same thing. There's uh, lots of like feature articles about pineapple drinks you can make. Uh, there's, you know, Pisco Punch. There's a story about why pineapple hurts your mouth. Uh, a, a few like you've been eating pineapple wrong, uh, but enough of them today, <laughs> like seven <laughs> hours ago, 14 hours ago, 11 hours ago that I'm like, pineapple's a thing. Pineapple's a thing right now. I think you may be right about this. And there were, I think we talked briefly even about this. Oh, geez. Sorry. The, the TikTok thing that was going around that was like how to actually, I think it's related to this, how to eat a pineapple thing. Oh yeah. Right. Where you like tap it and roll it and yoink the little doodles out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, not a um, the, the new way technical term. <laughs> no, it is. I think I think that's the I think that is the technical term now. <laughs> Yoink out the doodles. <laughs> yeah. But I Oh yeah, suspect no, that was your that... thing uh back on January seventh, opening pineapples by rolling them. You were uh you that was a leading indicator of the pineapple. Yes, I swell. think so. Yeah. Exactly. And now for whatever reason, there's just like a a love of pine does everybody just want summer to come? I think so. I think it's like that tropical feel that you get. I was eating a lot of pineapple during the lockdown. It was one of the canned yeah. foods that I had ordered. It wasn't actually canned. It was it was a plastic jar uh, of pineapple that I kept in the fridge. And I would just eat pineapple like a comfort food because it made me feel like vacation. I'm looking up what vitamins are in pineapple that your body might be mm, craving. Mm-hmm, like as what well. nutrients you might be short on. Yeah, like I wonder. Joy. They're especially rich in vitamin <laughs> C and manganese. Yeah, also vitamin joy joy vitamin <laughs> yummy vitamin relaxing there's just a lot of vitamin yummy vitamin in there tropical yeah vitamin sugar <laughs> vitamin right. sugar that's a good always a favorite <laughs> that's the thing about canned pineapple is it's really hard to find canned pineapple where they don't add sugar to the syrup which the, seems insane yeah i know vitamin teriyaki <laughs> <laughs> well clearly it's working because now i want one not as much as I uh, want to go make myself the drink of the summer, the Aperol Spritz. Oh, the Aperol Spritz. When I saw this in the lineup, it blew me away because I had just learned about Aperol Spritz a day ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Stop it. That's because it's thingarama ding dong. What is what? Wow, to give us the hilarious. scoop on the Aperol Spritz. Well, okay, so I actually think that overall, the spritz in general is is the Uber thing, like mm-hmm. a larger thing. Sure, absolutely. And apparently, we've, we've, uh, we've just for this year, I'm pretty sure the the spritz. We, yeah, we've talked about spritz. spritzes yeah, and yeah. the spritz, but the Aperol spritz specifically. And in fact, I'm delighted to see that as of May 16th, four short days ago, Ina Garten, the barefoot Contessa, was like the perfect cocktail for the season. Is the Aperol Spritz. Boom. And it is basically just, hold on, I want to look up the recipe because I don't want to get it wrong. But it's like three things. It's like Aperol. Right. Hold on. Makes sense. The liqueur, uh, the Aperol. Some spritzy stuff. If you've ever made yourself an Eric Duncan, you've Fizzy had to use water. some Aperol. 
Where? How? I know. But I feel like, okay, hold on. I can't believe I didn't do this before. But there was also, you can kind of tell that something, oh, right, it's Prosecco. Because yeah. I was like, there's also another booze in there. So Aperol is this kind of like orange liqueur, orange colored. Uh, and then you put some Prosecco in, some club soda, some ice, and a slice of orange. And then sometimes if you want, you could put like a sprig of rosemary on top or something like that. It's so simple. It's super Italian. Makes you feel really fancy. And I think it's one of those things that the New York Times like stirred up with some article that was like, Aperol spritzes are gross. Oh, because uh-huh. they're they're quite bitter. Right. It's on the bitter side. Well, so is the New York Times. <laughs> and so is the Nailed It. <laughs> and then somebody called Morrison's, which apparently makes cocktail kits, or just oh. earlier this month launched uh-huh. an Aperol Spritz cocktail kit, further cementing its thingitude. So uh, Rob Dunwood from SMR Podcast has been guest hosting Sword and Laser uh, this month. We've had different guest hosts every month because Veronica Belmont is out on maternity leave. And uh, he was talking about curious elixir drinks, which are... Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah. The mocktails. I ordered the mocktails. those. Yeah. So he was, mm-hmm. we, we have a, what are we drinking segment at the beginning of sword and laser? And that was his, what are we drinking? He was drinking one of the curious elixir drinks. And so in the comments on that episode, uh, that, that were posted May 19th, oh, it's stop. May 20th as we're recording this May 19th in the morning, Lisa posted regarding what are we drinking from last episode? I also really like curious elixir drinks. Number four, like an Aperol spritz. Is my favorite. Wow. And They're I saw even that making comment. Aperol Spritz mock-offs. And I was I like, what is up, an Aperol way. Spritz? And looked it up and then knew. And then the next day, here it is. You're like, Molly is like, I'll tell you what an Aperol Spritz is. It's a thing. You're like, oh, I'm here for you. It's a yeah. thing. Thank you. It is a thing. They're saying, they're saying, you know, spritzers overall, spritz-based drinks, which I assume is like some club soda and Prosecco and something else. Fine. But it's all about the Aperol. It's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been on the spritz beat, you know. We really have. For a minute. Yep. Uh, but August, this one, I got to find August the, like, 31, Aperol. season five, which would be 2019. Spritz and Dang. tonic drinks were, were one of our things. Same same episode it, as Visco Girls. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, back in 2019, actually. Yeah. We've is been on the, the spritz Times... beat for a minute here. I'm just saying. Yeah, Definitely. But back in 2019 is when the New York Times wrote the Aperol Spritz is not a good drink. Ah, Shut up. But I do okay. feel like I saw this like going around recently. Oh, no. The Aperol, the Aperol Spritz is, is definitely like cresting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's here. Oh, I wish it would just get warmer because I want, I don't care. I'm just going to have one anyway. Yeah. At Porter says Aperol has been doing a lot of advertising. Oh, and as they? we know, that mm-hmm. works like a damn charm. So there uh, go. apparently it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to your things sent to feedback at it's a thing. Me. Sheila has a new podcast thing. Sheila writes, I think true crime as a thing is now battling it out with newer and definitely becoming a thing debunking. Mm-hmm. I picture this like an older Williams sister welcoming a newer Williams <laughs> sister to the tennis courts. There, I love that image, by the way, Sheila. That's amazing. That's there, amazing. There are a ton of debunking podcasts that debunk history, pop culture, science, health, people, etc. It's well actually come to life <laughs> and it's delightful, says Sheila. Is it though? Oh, that's amazing. You know, I would say, I would venture a guess that Adam Ruins Everything could be the 
started the the mm-hmm. the gem, the nugget that kicked this all off. Yeah. The seed. Also, debunker is an entry in Wikipedia, just debunker mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. or organization that exposes like, or discredits uh, claims. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a great podcast called Cocaine and Rhinestones that goes mm-hmm. into the the history of country music and it's basically debunking the stereotypes that you've learned about country music and how it how it started you know going into the fact that it was it was literally like considered outlaw music people didn't want country musicians in their cities uh which it feels weird now because it's such a a sake considered mm-hmm. a like like a like a normal almost you know uh, bland uh, genre of music sometimes, and back then it was it was dangerous music. You didn't want those country musicians coming in. My gosh! Uh, so wow. yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, so there's there's I consider that kind of in this ballpark of debunking. Yeah. Yep. Fascinating. Uh, Sharon Marie in our Discord says Penn and Teller's BS is the OG. oh totally yeah yeah. yeah. Good spot, though. Good spot, Sheila. Joyce writes in on a fashion trend that I already pre-agree with. Hi, Molly and Tom. I've noticed that the early 70s is back. I've noticed quite a few people wearing bell-bottom pants again, hip huggers along with them. This goes with the crop tops and the halters. If only I could wear them like I did in the early 70s. I'm one of those boomer X kids that didn't get, didn't get to wear them much. I got the hand-me-downs from older siblings and cousins. I do remember getting the bell-bottoms caught in my bicycle spokes. Now I leave them for my grandnieces to wear. Yeah, so I mean, we're, we're definitely documenting the return of the 70s on this show uh, mm-hmm. for, for certain. Um, it's not just the, uh, the problems in the Middle East, the inflation, and the gas lines anymore, folks. <laughs> it's uh, also... Those dangerous, dangerous bell bottoms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What was the other thing I, I thought of? Re- oh, so I don't know if you saw the Google I/O announcements of of and the colors for Android, but they're more pastels. We've talked about pastels rising as a as a design trend, but they were like even more seventies ish pastels to me. In that, yeah, definitely. And actually, Shannon K. THD and Shara Morrissey said simultaneously that it's probably because it's really it, because the 90s are coming back and the mm. 90s were 70s influenced. Yep. And then we're getting like this double whammy of them. But also then it, a healthy sprinkle of 80s, too. It's like every no one really knows what to do. So they're just doing it all. At yeah. Once. No revival is ever 100 percent. Right. They always borrow. They always bring in mm-hmm. other other elements. But center part, center part, very 70s. Yep. Yeah. Big time. Uh, Big time. Mushroom coffee, probably also very 70s because weird. Cool. Uh, Fordo has an email on mushroom coffee uh, writing, oh, sweet Jesus, here, here. That stuff is awful. I ordered some last December from a startup in Ojai called Clever, C-L-E-V-R, because Mark. I read that Meghan Markle gave some of their delicious powdered latte mix to Oprah as a gift. And then Oprah put it on her 2020 favorite things list. So it must really be good, right? Then I heard an interview with Laird Hamilton about his functional mushroom coffees and creamers and thought, oh, okay, this is maybe a thing that is good. So I ordered some of that too. How could two <laughs> such extraordinarily good looking people have such incorrect taste buds? Also, also Bindi Irwin. She's totally a thing. And I don't know why. Totally don't get it. <laughs> That's true, though. On both of those things are true. Uh, and then that Charlie dude has more thoughts on mushroom coffee. Such good people. Wow, that's beautiful. 
and says, uh, I think you caught the mushroom coffee thing on the way out. At least I hope so. Mm. I tried it last year shortly after switching back to black coffee for health reasons. The main reason I tried it is because I was looking for a coffee-like drink that I could have in the afternoons that wouldn't keep me up. Mm. Unfortunately, the brand I tried, I tried Mud slash WTR mushroom drink. Didn't taste like coffee or mushrooms. All I could taste was cinnamon. So much cinnamon. And I like cinnamon. (laughs) The mushroom coffee I tried has no coffee in it. It gets its caffeine from unsweetened cocoa. If it had tasted like anything close to coffee, I probably would have kept with it. We did get a nice electric whisk out of the deal, though, and we still use that all the time. (laughs) Some brands of mushroom coffee uh, do have coffee in them, such as that brand, Mud slash WTR. Stupid spelling. He says, I think it's mud water. Oh, I get it. Oh, yeah, that's it. I saw an ad for this, actually, which is what put me over into making this into a thing. Uh, but he said Mudwater brands themselves as a coffee alternative and they use cocoa as the caffeine agent. It tastes nothing like coffee. You shouldn't get to call it that. I guess they call it Mudwater, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's how they get around it. Maybe, I guess. Oh, coffee-like, coffee-flavored. I, um, I, I would like to point out that as much talk about mushroom coffee as we have done, I have not gotten a single Instagram ad for it, so they are not listening. Wow. Interesting. Because I haven't, do you have, I haven't searched it. Did you All I've done is talk to thing? you about it in front of my phone right here. It's, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. get everybody says, oh, Instagram listens to you. And then, no, didn't happen. No, that's so ridiculous. Instagram doesn't listen. Google does. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's Instagram, but I guarantee it's Google. They're all, none of them, none of them are good enough at, <laughs> at speech to text yet. Come on, people. You're, mm-hmm. They'll get there, though. They will. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time for our shout outs uh, to the folks uh, supporting us at the shout out level on the It's a Thing Patreon, patreon.com slash It's a Thing. Rich Trafalino, our intrepid producer, puts these together every week. And this week's shout outs are based on descriptions of bowling balls. Which exist, by the way. Yeah. I, I have no doubt that these are authentic bowling ball descriptions Incredible. modified for our shout outs. Incredible. Here we go. <laughs> Lee Price combines a proven portal core with an even stronger skid flip version of the ACT cover, delivers great length, a sharp break point, and a patron that will handle the transition perfectly. Ah, that's great. Also, uh, you'll see a lot of folks using Kevin Sill, uses the new Zenith core and the AXH Activator Extreme Hook cover to produce incredible ball motion on lanes with some volume. And for those that need a little help getting the patron started... If you like hook in a box and high scores, Kevin Sill won't disappoint. Eric Duncan does not disappoint on heavy oil conditions, but way too much patron on medium conditions when the oil in front of the lane has gone away. Eric Duncan has been created to combat lanes where you still need a powerful patron, but one that doesn't see the friction as early. Also, if you're making yourself an Eric Duncan, you will need one ounce of Aperol. That's true. That's all Jake true. Woods is back. We took his original Melee core and wrapped it around our new Savvy Hook 2.0 to create strong traction in the mid lane and the strong jab back end motion. By removing the pearl additives from the original Gabriel Cohen, the Gabriel mm. Cohen Solid is better suited for slicker patterns and will be a perfect benchmark type of patron working for a wide range of podcasts. Joe Hood offers a big symmetric patron motion that will be useful to all styles on medium conditions. The world will love him. <laughs> 
Louis Anamore combines our retro true urethane cover stock with our magnitude 035 low diff symmetrical core to create a true patron motion from the past. Some of those were words. Some of them were. Using the Jagged Edge Core and Relativity 3.0 Pearl, Mike Akins gets down the lane easily on broken down lanes and is the perfect addition to any level of podcast arsenal. James C. Smith creates easy length mm. with a strong and controllable back-end reaction on drier lane conditions. James is sure to appeal to listeners of all ages and skill levels. That's so true, Molly. I've been trying I've just been trying to figure out this whole time, like, what's my bowling voice? I didn't know that well, yeah. I needed that. It's not the bowling commentator for this because it's descriptions from a product. It's more of a yeah, bowling like salesperson. Bowling I think. salesperson. Yeah. Although SCW I mean, Lung says the shout outs sound a lot like how ancient Japanese would describe their katanas. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that part, too. <laughs> the world will love this katana. <laughs> the this world will love how it works on the back end. I mean, there's so much stuff you didn't know you needed to know. For yeah. example, how to shop for a bowling ball. Yeah. Ken, I would Ken have thought the pearl right. additive would be a good thing. If we were bowling announcers, it would have been whisper talk. This this was not, you know, at the lanes. This was, yeah. hey, here's a great bowling ball for you or patron. Oh, I want to go bowling now. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Maybe uh, someday in the future, we and all of you patrons can bowl together. Thank you for supporting our show at patreon.com slash it's a thing. Hopefully you've already gotten the discord, the ad free RSS feed, and maybe even a bowling shout out. You guys are the best. Yes, get us to the bowling level of our Patreon at patreon.com slash it's a thing, or just email us a thing to feedback at it's a thing. Me. See you next week. Strike! Gonna break down now. Can't hold it back. Gonna break down now. Can't hold it back. Hold it back. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.